The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome. Today's subject is Don't Reach for Pills and Potions Too Early. Now what do I mean by that? Well, when we get sick, most times the first thing that we think about is what can I take to get better? So we may go to the doctor to get a prescription, go to the naturopath to get a prescription, to get something to take. But the one thing that I have always worked with in clinical practice and that I find works really well is the first thing that we need to say is what is going on with the body. So who is this information relevant to? Well, every human being on earth. And why? Because you will get sick or you will develop a disease in your lifetime because we are living in a dying, decaying body. Bit of a shock, I know, for some. But our body is ageing. Every second, every minute, every hour of every day, we are ageing. And when we get sick, what we really should be asking ourselves, first and foremost, and I would suggest any clinicians, any practitioners out there listening to this podcast also heed this information. What do we do when we get sick? Well, the first thing is looking at some basic principles of well-being recovery. We need to look at the body and ask ourselves or the practitioner to ask themselves, are you well hydrated? What is the diet that you've got? What is the attitude that you have? Are you going to allow yourself enough rest? And then, and only then, should we think about what can I take? Now let's explain this just a little bit further. Why would we want to consider hydration, diet, attitude and rest before taking medication? Well, the reason being, the why this is so important, is that In a dehydrated body, medication works less. And common sense, you don't need a science or a medical degree to understand that if your body is dehydrated, your body won't pick up that medication as well as it should. Secondly, if your diet is really a bad diet, and by that I mean mostly highly processed foods, takeaway foods, not eating well enough regularly, having lots of not only just the processed foods, but fatty, greasy foods, very little fresh food coming in to the diet, then your body and its cells are struggling day by day anyway, trying to keep your body going in the pathway of foods that are degenerative rather than regenerative. So the body is degenerating more rapidly and aging more rapidly because the diet does not have quality fresh food 
coming into it. Also, the next thing to think about is the attitude. If you are highly stressed, if you are in a negative mindset most of the time, then your body is struggling even further because attitude and the way you think and feel has a lot to do with the way your body functions. Of course, that should make a lot of sense. The other is rest. If you are unwell and you aren't resting, well, how do you think your body is actually going to regenerate, produce some energy to assist with recovery? So rest will provide energy. A good diet provides energy. Good hydration will assist with energy. And now you've got the fuel to heal. I'd like to give you an example. A client goes to the doctor because they have high blood pressure and the doctor may prescribe or the naturopath could prescribe a treatment for high blood pressure. After two weeks, you go back to the practitioner to check how the blood pressure is going and we still find that that blood pressure is high. So what happens normally is the medication will be higher doses or a more concentrated medication, something that may be stronger, more diverse to treat the condition. Two weeks later, you go back and the same thing happens. Blood pressure is still the same, still out of control. Over a period of time, we are now into very high medication and we still find that maybe the body isn't holding very well. So let's look at why that may be. If the body is dehydrated, if the body has really a bad diet, foods coming in, you aren't resting. You may, with that diet, have a lot of salt. There's been no changes in food intake. And the attitude is one of being quite stressed and not sleeping well, not resting. No wonder that medication that's coming into the body isn't working because the body is struggling. So think of your body like a, a motor, like a motor car, an engine. If you don't have the right fuel, and if, as an example, you don't have the accelerative power to move that vehicle along with the right fuel, you're not going to go anywhere. Your body is no different, folks. So before we reach for pills and potions... When we have a condition that develops, we must ask ourselves simultaneously, how is my hydration? What is my diet like? Am I stressed? What is my general daily attitude like? Am I getting enough rest? Will I be able to take enough rest to assist with my healing? And once you've concentrated on those elements, then you may need to take medication from doctor. It may be quite a serious condition, but please, once you think you may need medication, ask yourself, are you following these basic principles of hydration, diet, attitude, rest? We need to be focused. And why do we want to be doing this? We want to support cellular recovery. If, as an example... The body is struggling with dehydration, 
hollow foods, lots of stress, always negative, don't sleep very well, burn the candle at both ends, your chances of recovery and without side effects actually is quite significantly lower than as if you follow these very basic principles of well-being recovery. So how do we apply these changes? Because some of you may be sitting there thinking as you're listening to the podcast and thank you for doing so, you may say, well, how can I do all this? I am dehydrated. I know I I don't drink enough water a day. My diet is lousy because I'm so stressed and I've got lots of work. I grab food whenever I can and I don't sleep very well because I'm pretty stressed. So how to apply these changes? Well, how does a mouse eat an elephant? A bite at a time. That's how we do it. Sure, you may be dehydrated and don't realise the importance of water. Now, that liquid I'm talking about is water, not Coke, not cordial, not soft drinks, not coming through with alcohol, all of those types of things. Water, basic water. Sipping water regularly throughout the day is the way that we'll focus on getting that hydration coming in. The question is, how much water should I drink? Well, basically think about 30 mils per kilo of body weight to a maximum of three litres. Let me just repeat that. One, so so perfectly, uh, and a perfect example is 30 mils of fluid, of water, coming in at that range of per one kilo of body weight up to a maximum of three litres. That would be, if you're over 100 kilos, then your maximum will be three litres. The trick is sip water regularly throughout the day. So sip water regularly. Nice sipping, sipping, sipping. And the reason that the sipping is the way to go is that sipping will allow for good absorption. Don't drink all the water in one hit because you'll urinate it out of the body and you won't get the cellular recovery. So sipping water regularly throughout the day, 30 mils per kilo of body weight up to 3 litres a day, sipping across the day. So we do that by starting to measure out the water The reason for that is, is that most of my clients tell me that they're drinking X amount of water, but when we get them to measure it, nine times out of 10, they're actually drinking 50% less than what they think they are drinking. The other thing there is, is a lot of people will say, oh, look, when I drink water, it just goes straight through me. Well, you need to sip it very slowly and extend it across the day. Do it slowly across the day so we get a drip feeding effect. Can you have tea and coffee? I hear people saying, of course you can. Two to three cups of tea or coffee a day is not going to be problematical. But really get rid of sugary drinks because like in one can of Coke, there's 15 teaspoons of sugar. So be careful of that. Cordial is highly concentrated sugars. If you want to have a bit of flavour in the water, then orange, lemon, lime, putting into the water just to change that uh, the taste. People say, I don't like the taste of water. Well, really, I don't think there's much of a taste, but realistically, at the end of the day, we've got good water in this country. 
sip water regularly throughout the day and and make sure that it is a slow gradual intake. So what do we do about the diet? Let's take the worst case scenario. Lots of hamburgers, greasy chicken, really no fresh fruits or vegetables, never eat fruit. The vegetable might be potato and that's about it. So it could be in the form of chips, fatty foods, deep fried foods. Well, the best way to start doing this is start taking one meal at a time. So one meal a week, make sure that you start bringing in quality food. And when we talk about quality food, the fresher the better and leafy greens and the more colourful the food, the better. If you have been raised on really no food whatsoever that could be regarded as quality food, you need to start making gradual changes. So gradual changes across the day is going to start to bring about long-term benefits. If you're sick, then you need to start bringing in the foods as, as you can, but start bringing it in slowly. Any change is going to be better than none. Let me repeat that. Any change is going to be better than none. So many people will say, and in clinic they'll say to me, look, my diet is so bad, but I don't even know where to start. And I just say, start with one meal. Just start with replacing one meal. If you have a hamburger, then don't have a hamburger once. Once, Go and get some fresh fruits and vegetables or just have some fruit salad or make some steamed vegetables. Some people don't even know what certain vegetables are in the supermarket because they always have potato. They wouldn't know what a sweet potato looked like. So become educated, folks, about fresh fruits, vegetables in combination. The more colourful, basic principles, the more colourful a food is, the better it is for you. White potato replaced with sweet potato. Note there's a colour change. So wonderful foods that we have available in this country are absolutely extraordinary. But right down to very simples, leafy greens, just have some cabbage. If as an example you say, well, I really don't like it, have small amounts. Even if you have one tablespoon to get your taste buds changing, because at the end of the day, your body will reward you by you having better health and well-being and being able to steer away from very serious disease and illnesses. So that's how we do our diet, slow and gradual, minor changes, and then those changes become better as you start to feel better. Attitude, always live in the moment. Now I know that's an old cliche and it's probably something that you've heard so many times before. How do we do that? We have 86,400 seconds each and every day. So the main focus is to try our best to stay within the moment. The greater majority of people who live their life either what was and has been or what might be going to happen in the future. Very rarely do we see people actually engaging in the moment, in the very moment that they're living in, moment by moment, second by second. So how can we start doing that? Well, a little trick that I show my patients is I get them to get a clock and the cheapest clock possible, making sure that it's got a second hand. Now, why the cheapest clock? The reason being is the cheaper the clock, the louder the tick. Have you ever noticed that? The cheap, plastically sort of 
uh, really cheap, low-quality clocks that you can get at cheap shops, a couple of dollars, the tick is very loud. Well, I want that tick to be very loud. In fact, the more expensive the clock, the less you can hear. And the more, the greater expensive watches, you can't hear any tick. It's called oyster. And so you hold it up to your ear, you can't hear any tick. Very expensive watches. So cheap clock, cheap watch, big tick. Why? Because 86,400 seconds each and every day, tick by tick by tick by tick of the clock is what you focus on. So if you are stressed or you're worried or you're concerned or anything like that, look at the clock and get into the moment and to the next moment and ask yourself what is happening in this moment that I can do something about, whatever it is you're concerned about. If you can do nothing about it, let it go through to the keeper. Just let it go. If it's something in the future that hasn't happened yet, don't even concern yourself with it because it hasn't happened yet. As some people say to me, yes, but I have to plan for such and such. I've got people coming for dinner. Sure, you can plan for it, but don't spend too much time on that because they may cancel. Be prepared, but don't get too focused on things that are going to happen too far into the future. This allows you to slow down your life. It slows down what you're doing and brings you into reality. A world of reality, not a world of fiction. What hasn't happened yet is fiction, it's not reality. What has happened, it's in the past and you can do nothing about it. So therefore, we need to balance ourselves and focus on our attitude. Don't worry and be concerned about something that has been gone and done. Now this is where I'm going to bring in a story about the lion and the zebras. These zebras are all around this big water pool, water pond, and they're sitting there, they're reading, having a chat, going over their day, nice social occasion, and they're all just very relaxed. And out of the corner of their eye, they see a lion that is just up on the ridge. And the lion starts slinking down towards the zebras. I'm sorry, animal lovers, for this story, but there is a there is a real big drive home here for us. The lion comes down and grabs a hold of the zebra. Just one, takes it back into the forest and eats it. These other zebras, they all start running. They're running, running for their life because this major event has gone on. But all of a sudden they stop. They look back. And they see that their mate has gone off into the bush. The lion has got it and the lion's eating it. They just gently and very casually go back to the waterhole. And they start drinking, eating, chatting. The event, folks, is over. They don't go on and on and on and on about their poor mate who's been taken by the lion. Because the event is gone. They move on. So... We need you to move on. We need you to be moving with each second of each and every day and have as much of a positive attitude as you can in every situation, even situations that are challenging. Then we need to make sure we get enough rest. So a lot of people say, I have insomnia, I don't sleep very well. Well, you might want to start resetting your time clock, getting into a pattern so work out the amount of hours you need to be in bed. I generally get people to start at seven. 
So if they go to bed at 11.30, they need to get up at 6.30. So in bed and out of bed at exactly the same time each and every day, no matter what. You lie there, you do not get out of bed, you can be wide awake, but you don't get out of bed and you get your body into a biorhythm. This will and normally assist you to get your body back into a pattern. Because if one day you get up at eight, another day you're up at six, another day you're up at nine, another day you're up at four, another day you're up at three, and then you go back to bed, the biorhythms of your body are thrown out. So get into a habit of going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time every day and allow your body 60 days, yes folks, 60 days of biorhythm patterning. Now, once we've accomplished these sorts of things, and these are little steps and hints for all of you to be looking at, these are the things I want you to consider before you reach for the pill or the potion. And if you do need medication because of a a real illness that's coming on, just think about if your practitioner has not told you to do these things, you do these things and start getting them underway So you are prepared for the next time that you are going to be unwell. And believe me, it's going to happen because we have imperfect bodies. And as I said in the beginning, we have a dying, decaying body that is going to get sick. It is going to develop diseases. And eventually, one day, we're not going to be here because that is the nature of what life is all about. But it's the quality while we're here not quantity. It's the quality of our 86,400 seconds each and every day for our well-being that I want to be giving you hints and tips about in these podcasts. So in closing and wrapping up, who is this for? Everybody on earth because you will get sick one day. What do we need to do? We need to hydrate, look at our diet, good attitude, rest and then the medication. Why do we need to do that? We need to be supporting and preparing our body for the medication that's going to be coming in. And then how do we apply the changes as to what we need to do? Just do them slowly, step by step. If you say, I, and I've had clients who say, I am beyond any help. Really? I'm just beyond help. I just can't get into that hydration. I keep reverting back to the bad diet. I've got a lousy attitude, I know that, and I'm an insomniac. Well, they're trying to do too much too fast. So we just say, let's slow this down. Let's take it a step at a time together. Because all that I am in clinical practice is a guide on the side to be supporting. And this is why we're doing these podcasts, as I've said previously, to be there to help people on their journey to have a quality of existence and to be in control of their well-being, to be able to say, I know what to do when I get, say, a cold or a flu. I know what to do when I get a headache. I know what I can do to help myself because assuming some responsibility for your health and well-being is a great thing for everyone in our community to do. But when you do need assistance, natural medicine and folk medicine in combination offers extraordinary benefits and we do have a wonderful medical profession out there so when we need the big guns, we can call on them as well. 
So you know what to do now, folks, and hopefully we are heading closer and getting up to our 10,000 subscribers. Please go on to the Dr. Sandy Rogers Facebook and also get subscriptions happening here for the podcast so we'll be able to keep them going and be helping, guiding and supporting each and every one of you. I do appreciate you listening to this information and look forward to getting some feedback from you as to what podcasts you would like in the future. But also some great feedback, please, and put it through the Facebook about how you're finding the podcasts. And believe me, I'm really not sensitive. Any critical reviews, I'm very much open to hearing and adopting any changes that we feel may be necessary because this is all about you and your well-being recovery. Once again, thank you so much. It's over and out now until the next podcast will be coming your way next week. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.